What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. All right. Here we are back with the Break It Down for Brackens podcast. Today we are talking to Sarah Abinawi and we are going to talk about her sixth Ragnar on her journey to become Ragnar Immortal. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So what was your sixth race? It was Michigan Trail um, and it was in Gray Lane, Michigan. Um, it was on Hanson Hills. Um, I think it's like a park, national park. Recreation area. Recreation area. Yes. Well, let's recap. What were the um, the races you've done before this one? So I did uh, Atlanta, and then Richmond, and then Zion in Utah, and New England Road, um, and then Michigan. No, actually. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, and then Michigan. Yep. And actually, I added an extra one. I had like 14 planned, and then I added a 15th one that's coming up next week, which is Lake Tahoe, um, which is... So extra credit. Extra credit. <laughs> so how many Ragnars does it take to become a mortal? 12. And you're doing 14? 15. 15. Yeah. All right, cool. Back away a little bit from the mic. There you go. Um, all right, cool. So let's talk about Michigan. Um, any trip-ups with travel? Oh, so I got a, my first flight was canceled. So it was supposed to be like a morning flight on Thursday, but then they rebooked me for an afternoon flight. Um, and I got like a notification 12 hours ahead of my, you know, afternoon flight that it was canceled. I accidentally woke up and at like 1.30 AM to like, you know, check the laundry, finish packing and all that. And I'm like, whoops, my flight is canceled. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so I have two options. I looked at the, you know, I mapped it, and it was like about eight and a half hours to drive. Um, and hold, hold on. So, so for, for perspective, Ragnar Trail, most Ragnars happen on Friday mornings yes. into Saturday afternoons. Yeah. So you would naturally travel on a Thursday. Thursday. You found out at one thirty in the morning on Thursday. Yep. That your flight was canceled. Any good reason it was canceled? No, they, they didn't say anything. What uh, airline was this? Uh, American Airlines. Out of what airport? Um, DCA. Okay. So. DCA, and you're flying into what town? Into, I was flying into Flint, like the Bishop Airport. Flint? Yeah. Because my captain actually lives there, and we were going to drive from there. I was going to, like, ride with him oh, to this Oh, this is a fun lesson learned here. This is, this is good. <laughs> okay. So, you're doing Washington National, which is DCA, which is right downtown, basically, D.C. Mm-hmm. But you chose to fly to Flint. Was the plane have like propellers or something? Was it a little tiny plane? I, I don't know. <laughs> it was small. People don't fly small aircraft if you want to go Ragnar Immortal. You, you can't. Listen, learn. I did not know that. I, actually, because like my captain was like, okay, I'll pick you up. Because I didn't know what was closest to like Greenland. And then, so I was rebooked for the afternoon to drive, to to fly directly to Lansing. And Lansing? I, yeah. And that was even further away from him and then further away from like the, like Graylin. Um, some of, like one of our uh, team members like flew into Traverse City and drove down. She got a car and drove down. So I, so I was going by like locals. That's, that's what Jenny did too. 
Oh, really? She went to Traverse City and drove down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that this year. Right. Um, no, so I did not know. Like, I just went by what, you know, my captain was telling me. He lives in Flint. He's like, just come into Flint and I'll drive, like, I'll drive the rest of the way. And then, yeah, so it was, I kept canceling. And I'm like, it was, at that moment, to me, it was a do or die. I'm like, okay. And they rebooked me for Saturday. I'm like, no, okay, that's hold like. On, hold on, Sarah. Hold on. Let's back up because it's possible somebody listening might be considering doing Immortal. And maybe they're studying these podcasts. Like, okay, let's just see what Sarah's journey was like. Look, people, the lesson is, and it's too easy to fall into this trap. Like, oh, I can fly out of Hagerstown, Maryland and land in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> but there's probably one janky flight per day in or out of that airport. D Detroit, Grand Rapids, go big people, pay more for rental cars or whatever. Like the options of having things become like convenient means so many more things can go wrong. Yeah, I kind of learned that the hard way, the <laughs> right? very, very hard way. And the problem is, is I actually booked through Expedia. So they booked me going there on American and coming back on United. So like when I was trying to like call like the airlines, so I was on the line with them for an hour. Nobody picked up. So I'm like, you know what? Screw that. Packed my uh, my car and I just started driving and then I called Expedia on the way, so Expedia were like, "Oh yeah, everything is fine and you are qualified for a refund and we'll call you in 24 hours to issue the refund." And then I go and I after I call them back when I was driving back and they're like, "Oh, you need to call the airlines." I'm like, "What?" Like I'm like a no show on one of the flights because they didn't cancel it. So it was, I was so frustrated and then event like. Expedia. So like, I'm for me, I'm never going to use Expedia again. Cause like they did not help me and I ended up just going through their lens anyways. So yeah, that's, that's tough. You know, like Travelocity, Expedia, Kayak, they can always find you like the most affordable flights typically, yeah. but then it gets all weird if things get shifted around. And especially with the cancellation, they're like, Oh, if the, if the uh, airline canceled, they're the one that they're going to fund you or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, so I have to go. So what's the point of going through you? If I have to go to each airline that I booked with to go and like change my flights and make, change my plan. So like, I, I don't think I'm going to kind of book through Expedia anymore. Um, I'm using Hopper, which Hopper gives you points and gives you like the best, um, kind of like possible flights with like well, it's cheaper. Hopper. Hopper is an app like I've and then you the more you buy from them you actually earn like basically carrot cash it's like their little icon is a rabbit it's funny but um I've already saved a lot and especially with booking um like rental cars and hotels and stuff they give you good deals nice are you yeah. an ambassador for Hopper too no <laughs> <laughs> I just I just talk about things that I like and yeah. I actually had good experience with so so Hopper is like Expedia um, Hopper is more like an app. It's not a website. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you just download the app, and then um, I don't I don't know if they have a website or not. I I just use use my phone usually. So nice. I um I grew up United. I stay United. Oh. I just pull down whatever points I get from United, and when when all my when all my immortal races canceled in twenty twenty. Yeah. Is that when it was yeah um. I got all those flight credits back. Oh, nice. That's and awesome. And it was neat because traveling in 2021, flights were way cheaper. So actually, my flight credits went farther. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty For good. For sure. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, but I, I personally try to stay just large airlines, no small aircraft. Oh, yeah. Just because I don't want those challenges of... I mean, when you're doing Immortal and when the stakes get higher, which really is starting for you on your next race. Right. Because you're on the you're on the back end of of achieving it, that's when it becomes more crazy because it's you can't miss them. Yeah. Know? And and Kevin I must tell you, like it's it's like it's taking a toll on my body, taking a toll on my personal life. And well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so I interrupted you, but I just wanted people listening for perspective to know that you gotta there there is ways to make it appear easier. But there's no backup plan, and that's where you having to drive was the backup yeah, plan. That was the backup plan. So for me, because I have, I was initially like signed up for 14. I was like, okay, that could be canceled. Like, so I had the possibility in my head that it could be canceled, and like people kind of expected me to cancel when my my flights were canceled. Actually, when I texted my captain, like. Um, I'm like, hey, stand by. My flights are canceled. Let you know what's going to happen. And I texted him, hey, I'm on my way. Text me your home address. Um, he was like, he woke up in the morning and he saw the message. He thought I was pranking him. And <laughs> he was like, when he saw me, when I got there, I was like, I can't believe you made it. <laughs> so it was funny. So, so you drove? I did drive. So you threw all your gear in your car. Did you pack any extra gear because you're in your car? No, I just, I usually just kind of like, have it all like kind of in, in a couple of bags anyways you have to you know transport those from your car to the campsite that's and right then, yeah so just i always try to stay kind of like very minimalist as much as possible because i'm carrying those you know super smart i did that drive also when i did michigan trail i oh, drove nice. from here uh there and that highway's not bad no it's there not. was no traffic it was really a smooth drive so yeah. for for challenges you had you got lucky i think with that path you were driving yeah and it was yeah it was and it was i had no traffic because like i started driving at 2 a.m um i did not hit any traffic luckily i don't know very good all right cool so you get on site um did you go to your team your captain's house or you go right to the venue it was no i went to his house and then he was kind of like packing up everything um and then we actually he gave me like a little tour of flint which was nice wait so you got there at like 9 a.m 11 11 a.m yeah so you're way ahead of setup so you were actually earlier than your flight probably so i i because i thought that oh if i'm tired i'll sleep on the way i'll stop and sleep or like i was super hyper and i was super excited so <laughs> i just stopped three times exactly for gas twice and one time to like use the bathroom and get coffee and actually the time i got a coffee they were still they were just opening the 7-eleven the guy was like are you just getting coffee it's on the house and i'm like oh that's awesome that's nice <laughs> yeah like, you know like those kind of little things that kind of you know makes you smile i don't know i appreciate that yeah that's cool all right so you get on site um talk about race setup how did uh how was the approach how was parking how was the did you glamp or did you camp what did you do so i was camping and um they the the there was no shuttles between like the where you park your car and where you actually are camping um and and or glamping so as soon as you get into the park you know there's like an, a clearing on the right side where like you park all the cars and then a little bit after that is the glamping area and glampers can actually park right next to where like they're glamping and then you go a little bit further and then they have actually like a ski resort house which they used for 
uh, some of the setup, like um, the recovery zone. And so like you were inside an actual building. So glamping, was that on the softball field? Yes. Oh. Yes. It was on the right side. And there's a parking lot right next to that. Yeah. So the, the parking. See, last year it was, you know where the timing mat is? The what? The timing mat. When you come across for the one, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was a... that was the back end. So we were actually back in those trees. As oh. we opened, that's where glamping was, kind of behind that long row of porta johns that was probably there. Oh, oh th so that's where, where camping was. Oh, how about that? Okay. Yeah. So camping, and it was nice because it was bigger for like a lot of people that camp. And we, our camp was big. We didn't, we were not stuck, like kind of constricted to like 10 by 10 Good. feet. So mm -hmm. it was nice. Big, uh, was it a large campsite? Yeah. And were there a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of tents? Yes, it was it was nice. And um, actually, oh my God, there was this this guy that as soon as he came, he was like, "Woohoo!" And I'm like, "Okay, what's going on? Is there there's, like, am I missing something?" It just turned out that he's excited the entire night. He was just like laughing so loud. It was, you know that. But I was not like really bothered by him because of my drive like i started driving at 2 a.m and i got there at 11 and then i got a tour of flint and then <clears throat> by two o'clock we got to like i think four o'clock it was when they opened up the park and then we got there to the park and then we started setting up and i was just starting to faint like like you know a fade because like right. i was tired but i was you know trying to take pictures meeting ambassadors and like um, trying to kind of like see everybody, make sure to say hello and not miss anybody. And like, there were a lot of, um, immortals from last year, um, that I wanted to make sure to say hi. Right. And, um, like who, who'd you see? Uh, so Deb, uh, Horan, she was in glamping with Rebecca. She was also, and then, uh, Mika was there as nice, well. Yeah. Um, and Amber, came and christy came later uh amber amber is chasing immortal this year uh, but christy i think was christy did, yeah she yeah, got immortal last year mm -hmm. yeah and then um there's a whole team of immortals even some people who only do like seven or eight you're like you kind of got immortal too. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were there for most yeah. of it so it's like it's a bummer you didn't do the full 12 but it's like they're part of your squad you know so they were on so many yeah. of your adventures like amber was out for like eight yeah. Or something like that. So that was that was really good. So I know I know what you mean. Yeah, and you were there too. I was I was there for about five, six of them. Yeah. But so. still, that I think you were at most of the ones I was at. So yeah. I, I thought you were going to Mortal last I year. I was I was gonna do it, but like I wasn't like prepared for it, like mentally, financially, any any like vacation time. I was like not at all. But this year, I actually as, as soon as I like was inspired by you guys i started budgeting for it like i started Smart. last september and i was like you know uh, i want to do it and i have it planned out thankfully well it's cool let's talk about the um <clears throat> how was the race what so, runner were you i was a runner one. Oh, okay so i started with the green loop which was only three miles what time about uh i want to say seven thirty. so that was kind of i think the first wave um and it was honestly like the big, the first part of it, like it's about 0.7 miles. That was kind of like usually, I don't want to say usually, but it was, it was the first I'm like, why is it so hard to actually run on this? It was sand. Um, in the beginning it was a little bit of mud and then it was sand and then <laughs> some like, um, 
grass, but yeah, and then it starts to elevate, and I'm like, dude, what is this? Like, it's just kind of like, <laughs> like that's 0.7 miles before you get to any of the loops. Right. And then you get to the green, you turn left, red and yellow, you turn right. Um, and then I'll, I'll try to help there. explain, like I said, because I was there. Any race worth its worth its weight, you know, has, you know, a typical 5K might be on pavement. And it's just easy-ish. So you can kind of run hard if you wanted to. But these trail races, there's almost never one that's always easy. Yeah. And with Ragnar, they pick venues that have a little bit of challenges to them. Absolutely. And this one in particular, it opens up running on grass, which if you're not familiar with running on grass, you lose a certain percentage for some reason of your power output when you're running through grass. And then the grass within the first quarter mile kind of turns into a Jeep trail. But it's it's sand, yeah, and it's it's ignorant sand. It's sand you, should, you expect at a beach, not exactly in Michigan. And then if you really think about it, you realize that the peninsula of Michigan that's there yeah. was pretty much formed by water, so that's why it's sandy. But like you said, at about 0.5 miles, there's a climb, yeah, and it's one of the bigger climbs of the entire race, and you have to do it three times because before each each yeah. lap branches off. But it's basically like sugar sands all the way up it, right? Yeah. And there's no running it. No. Like if you, I, mean, I was I was I was like trying to go on the side just to catch some like grass so my feet doesn't sink all the way in. Yeah. And um but so green was was uh as soon as you got into green, it was super nice. I enjoyed it. It was like shaded and mm-hmm. it was a trail, it was like, you know, somewhat groomed. And then like um I, I enjoyed it. And then there was a clearing after about a mile and a half and you can see like the sunrise it was beautiful like there That's was a beautiful cool. view to the left um i did not stop to take pictures i'm like i'm gonna try to see how long this is gonna take me um so i was i, I think i did like 37 minutes which was awesome. you know also it's not bad yeah. but so i consider it not like like not hard because like that was good i yeah. think that was good and um considering how about how about when you were in the final mile. I say the final last three quarters of a mile. Did it, did it flatten out? Like yeah, you're running like flat out. stuff. Were there still? It was still sand. Did it was you still, happen still to see grassy, any muddy. of the weird artwork in the trees at the in the last half mile, last uh, three quarters of a mile? I, like a, a random bicycle. There was a, there was a bicycle up in a tree with like a skeleton riding it, and then there's like. Um, like a ram, a statue of a ram out there that was painted. Mm, no, you didn't I, see those. I, no, I, I usually look on my like. I look. Yeah, on, <laughs> I, I remember look some weird stuff out oh, there. Oh, nice. No, I did not see any of that. But I saw like they had like some kind of like um, signs for like the vendors for like the drinks and stuff like that. But um, and you know the um, yeah you're you're the Ragnar signs which says like your your gym teacher should be proud of you or no, something. No, no, I'm talking about this was like in the, in the, the actual part of the, pa- the part of the park. park yeah. No, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, it was pretty cool when I when I saw it cuz I was like is that is that a ram? Okay, it's not real. <laughs> but it, yeah, the um so in the in the last half mile though, did the trail once you've passed over the uh, sensor did it hang a left and do a sandy climb up they a hill? They canceled that one. What do you I mean? was preparing myself and i was embracing for impact going yeah. up that like sandy hill but they canceled that 
So they changed the course and allowed you to go straight. Yeah, so you're just going around like that and then just kind of like go through like the camps area. What are you doing, man? (laughs) That was a really great equalizer. That brought everybody back down to normal. Oh, my God. So after the green, I could have done it after the red. Ooh, I was dying in the red because I did. So the sun doesn't set until like 930, 940. And then it's like at 10 o'clock, it's still like light out. And it's so weird. It was so weird. It felt like two days rolling into one when we were still on Friday. And I'm like, so I was running one. I ran my green loop at 7.30. And then I was 4 o'clock. I'm ready to go for my red. And it was hot. I had like my hydration pack and I had um, the goo with me. I had like extra. I knew I was going to need some like kind of help and support. And uh, I also got... um, uh, like the neck fan that I used in New England. Oh, right, right, yeah. So that was that was very helpful because like, so the first again we do the point five miles of like sand and incline, and once you get to that to the red the red uh, loop, you're like in a trail. It's nice and cool. I like it. They have like uh, spots where they refill it with sand. Um, I try to like kind of go around those. It's a single track. That's the one where it parallels the road for a little bit, right? Yes, a little bit. And yeah, then, and then it branches off to the left. That's yeah, yeah. So you're about you're about in that for about four four miles ish, and then you're out in a field like there's no shade. So they cut all the trees down. Yeah, so it's the like, sun yeah. was completely like on you for about a mile and a half. I was like, you know, like you know what? I'm gonna take it easy, and I started feeling like you know, faint and dizzy. And I'm like, okay, let's, is this time for, for another goo? Let's go. <laughs> I'm drinking water. And then at that point I was like, you know what? That's the difference between trail and, and, van, and like road. Cause in road you can get van support. I'm like, I need some support right now. I need some van support. <laughs> well, how, how long was red? Eight miles. Yeah. Right. So when you finished, see the thing, the, the little hill in the beginning, then you have the single track along the road and then it winds through the woods and whatnot it's really fun and rolling rolling hills and then it is rolling hills and then it opens up like you said into that it's kind of like a field but it's actually where they cut all the trees down and they Uh, harvested it so it's like the bushes like knee high right yes but you're running down a really well-groomed single track correct exposed but as soon as you hit the woods you still have like three more miles to go yeah god i remember yeah, I had a real and then there were some like sands that. and hills. Like as soon as you hit a hill, I'm like, it's like you don't know what you're dealing with. So like, okay, okay, I'm so tired now. Okay, let's drink some water, let's do some goo, and then, all right, I have some some energy now. Let's start running. And then I look and it's sandy. I'm like, oh, okay, let's wait for that. And then oh, a hill. Let's go. It's either you charge or you don't. But like the nice thing is like there's no altitude to deal with. So like if I'm like getting some energy and like some second wind or third or fourth wind, right. <laughs> I'm going up that hill and charging, trying to get, make some time. But, um, but yeah, it was uh, nice. But then like in the end, every, every, all the loops come together too, because yeah. you end up, you know, ending together. So like you see the yellow loop is higher in elevation. So you people running up, I'm like, am I going to go there? But then like, uh, uh-uh, no, that's yellow. I'm in red. Right. <laughs> so you get there. Um, all together, like red, yellow, green in the end. And it's where, the same. where the red and yellow come together, that's a really fast section too. And yes. I keep saying it's facts because when I was there, it rained the whole time. Like oh. it actively rained the whole time. It wasn't like a hard rain, but it was like drizzle mm. or steady rain. So our sand experience on the Ugh. first and last hill was still the same as yours. Mm. But on course, 
it was just softer. Oh, so okay. I was running with two hurt knees at that race. Oh, I had uh, tears in my meniscus on both sides. So I was in double like knee braces. So I was able to really run great because I was lower impact on my knees. So for me, I feel like it was faster. Yeah. And because I was able to really open up my speed because it didn't hurt as bad. Yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. But there was a lot of, like, there was always like traffic there. Like there was a lot of people How coming from How hot was it? Huh? How hot was it? Oh my God. It was like, I think it was 95 or something when I was running. It was crazy hot. No was, wind? No wind, no, nothing. I, there was no air. Like the air that was coming from my, my <laughs> fan was very helpful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was like, the heat was killing me. And also, again, like I'm recovering from like shin splints from last year. So I felt those, like I felt them um, really when it was doing sands and hills like but once once it's like trail kind of like groomed area like that was nice that was i was able to like kind of run a little bit and then right. not worry about that so it was yeah i got back and they had like uh, ice buckets so i just picked up one and just poured it on my head sure. and then deb was there volunteering she's like sit down sit down so she put a couple more and i was like all right i'm back to life <laughs> isn't that crazy oh man yeah i, I, I can see how overheating would be very prevalent there. Yeah. So your third lap, I hope that was at nighttime? That was nighttime, finally. It was 3 a.m. actually. So um, I really appreciated that one. There were hills. There were sandy hills. But you know what? It was nice. What a different experience than mm -hmm. me. Like, to me, it was like, it's just la dee da -dee trail. I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, for me, yes, the first hill. Wah. Like, okay, you had to run it three times. You knew on your second and third yeah. time it was coming. And, you you know, you try to be slick and go off to the left or the right. <laughs> but it's pretty much just sand everywhere. Same. And then, but I didn't have any sandy climbs after the first hill that I can remember. And then before that last sandy hill, which apparently you didn't have to do. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a hugely different experience. Like mine was just... It was cool. I think that like we were in jackets because it was raining. No, there was there was no. At like at three a.m. it was it was nice. It was nice. So it was like I think it was in the seventies at night. So it wasn't it wasn't like chilly. How'd, was your, how'd like, your headlamp work? Oh no, it was, it was new. It was awesome. It was like you know kind of like fixated on my head. I was like I had like the best experience and I actually was scared because like my night runs are the worst because like like mentally because like i keep thinking oh what if there was a bear what if there was like mm -hmm. you know like somebody living there and just gonna kind of attack me? like i just have all the worst ideas about oh. what's gonna happen <laughs> and then um and actually like and then but because i think I, I don't know there was a lot of people that were like first runners they came off like the same time as me so we were kind of like kind of passing each other but it felt like <clears throat> um it remind the yellow and michigan trail reminded me of the red enrichment a lot of switchbacks there are some hills um it's a little bit like rudy um i tripped and fell once oh. but kind of like caught myself so it wasn't like really you know timber it was like i didn't look at a really <laughs> small one yeah <laughs> um and then i kind of i passed someone who was doing intervals and then she's like if you don't mind, I like your pace. Can I just kind of follow you? I'm like, yes, it feels safer. Thank you. 
was like, <laughs> so, but then when we started going uphill, she's like, all right, I'll see you in the end. Cause like I was trying to run them and she was just trying to hike them. Sure. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And then you can see people like behind you at a distance and you can see people like further at a distance. So it just, you can see the switchbacks like, um, as you go. So it did not feel as lonely as it usually feels like the night runs. So you want to be scared in the woods. Let me tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> do a Ragnar that I'm doing and well I'll tell you what happened to me on I believe it was yellow I um or no it was, I think it was green actually I think because I was the anchor runner so I probably did yellow then green then red so it was a green loop I needed fuel I didn't I didn't have the right food so I ate three powdered donuts the three small powdered donuts like 45 minutes before I went out to run and I know there's this running joke about how I get sick at all my runs. And ha ha, you're right. Mostly I do get sick for whatever reason. I just push it too hard and I'm too undertrained. So here I am out in the dark. And I'm wearing the waist belt light. Mm. You know, it's like it goes around your waist and it shines down like yeah. a, uh, a headlamp. I have that and a headlamp. But I turn the headlamp off out of precaution to have extra light if I ever need right. it. Right. Um, I started to get sick. So I'd be running and I'd start to kind of regurgitate mm. uh, and I'd make these noises. But when I would bend over to kind of get sick, the light would go out. <laughs> so I was in darkness. Oh, man. And I was making that howling, getting sick noise. <laughs> oh, God. Like, huh? <laughs> and then I look back without my headlamp on. I could see all these headlamps like scrolling around trying to see. <laughs> What What's is that noise? On? And then I'd stand back up, run some more, and then I'd bend over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have scared me. Probably like because it's really, really loud. Like when mm -hmm. I, it's, it's a real guttural. I mean, it's yeah. it's me dry heaving, gross. But that was a part of my Ragnar journey. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, it's I say it's funny, but I'm sorry I had to go through that. No, no, but... whatever. It, it's part of my racing. I got sick on red too, and that's yeah. just, that's just life. I. Um, I got it under control. Yeah. Um, that was my last, the last time I got sick at a race was Michigan. So oh, it's been okay. a full year. Uh, okay. Um, so, and then the next race I did was, uh, Northwest Passage. Mm. And I was very proud of myself. I ran really hard and fast and did oh, not nice. get sick. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. no, Northwest Passage is a road, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think if you want to train for for Michigan Trail, like you need to just go to a beach and just run in the sand. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's change the perspective here. If you want to do what would be defined as a Ragnar light, then again, that, that's just to me. You guys are saying it was way hot and way hard, right? I don't. I don't think it's way hard. I think the sand kind of gassed out people quickly, okay. quicker than regular. But like, again, like once I get on regular like land and I'm just running and not sinking every step I I make, it was fine. But it's just, I think the heat also was a big factor, um, and everybody was like, uh, and I think they canceled the 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 hill in the end because of the heat because it was going to be a factor. Man, I don't, I don't know, know what Ragnar's doing that was the that like I said that was the great equalizer it didn't matter how awesome you were running when you hung a left and you ran up this it was way steeper Listen, than I was the first embarrassed one because I was bracing myself for that hill and then people were cheering me on I'm like oh I'm waiting for that hill and they're like oh no you're just going around the corner I looked I'm like what 
Oh. I, felt, I felt so bad. I'm like, mm, okay, that's not a hail. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that because basically we ran halfway up the ski slope, mm. and then you came back down on an angle. Yeah. Um. Whatever. It, it's hard. To, it's hard to visualize, especially when there's no video. But okay. So ranking one to five, one being the easiest, five being Zion, which you call it a six. Where, where are you well, I, I think I don't know. Me and you have two different perspectives on like how you rate. Right. Uh, like yeah, you rated Richmond at one and a half. I was like at a two and a half. Right. Um, um, I think it's right around like where Richmond is. It's not. It's not that hard. People like did it much faster and like than expected. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was trying to just take it easy because I didn't want to like faint at mile five and have them like kind of come and fetch me and. Right. So, um, yeah, I would say, like, same thing for me. Like, it's kind of around Richmond, too. Two. Two out of five. I would rank it a also a two out of five. I find that strange because mine was cool, hot, and fast. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the green and I enjoyed the, the yellow. It's the red that kind of got me, and it was the heat mostly and, like, the sandy patchy areas <laughs> how how was the uh the campsite were you close to transition or far from transition we were cool we were close we were kind of like really close that it, everybody was complaining about like hearing like the doors shut at night for like the uh the <laughs> yeah. porta potties but for me <laughs> hold on hold on hold on <laughs> that is that is the first lesson we ever learned at ragnar we actually camped by the porta johns our very first one a million years ago yeah like, um, just bang, bang, like all day, all night, Porta John doors just slamming. Yep. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry, that is a hell of a memory. And now at every race, I make it a point to not camp anywhere near Porta John's. Well, yeah. And then, but, but they had like, they had, so I, I told you there's a building, so they have actual mm-hmm. bathrooms. That's right. I never used the Porta Potties, even though they were like right next to me. <laughs> like, that bathroom setup though that's nice oh okay it Let was me... clean it was nice they always had like they had people there like kind of maintaining it it was oh, really, that's really good yeah i don't feel like that was happening when i was there yeah so and also like having the recovery zone inside that building kind of was helpful because like they had like benches when it was super hot going to lay down in the tent was not an option right and sitting down was not an option, so I needed to lay down in a cool area. So I went to the recovery zone, and I just laid on that bench, just going to, like, nap for a little bit. And, uh, and of course, I always do the leg compressions between my legs just to help myself. Smart. Um, so. Leg compressions is a, it's a bag that goes around both of your legs, and it runs off of an air compressor, and it creates some sort of, what did you call it last time, traction? Yeah, so it creates, like, kind of traction between like in your joints your knees your um uh, ankles so like i feel like it helps with you know circulation exactly and i guess it cuts back on the inflammation exactly yes yeah and i i use that and i use like the relief gel it's like it has the arnica herb that helps with the pain and recovery um you know this is my sixth race since april so that's not a long time and for me that was um so my legs are, are kind of sore. <laughs> Crazy, right? And then sitting for nine hours, going there and sitting for yes. nine hours back. I bet you were stiff getting back. I was stiff and like my, my ankles were swollen and I had to like kind of just elevate ice and rest and all doing that. So like this week I've been just kind of resting 
Um, and I have to kind of like start kind of training right now because like I have Tahoe next week. So next next weekend, yeah. yeah. So okay, so how you mentioned in our pre-meeting that Ragnar is taking a toll. Oh, absolutely. So let's, let's get in detail on that because this is this is the part that it's, it's going to start getting real. Each podcast after this, you get your, <laughs> and like three more, you'll be like, "What am I doing?" So, so I'm, I'm I'm always questioning my my decisions when I'm like I start running. I'm like, "Why am I doing this again?" <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> and then I see all the cheering and the camaraderie and like you know the achieving, and it was it was it was fun. Um, and like one of the things that kind of actually made it like really fun for me is that when I was done at three a.m., I went to sleep woke up and i'm like hey can i volunteer and um i volunteered for like a few hours and i helped around like different places so and i got like the super volunteer like medal and i was like i'm, I'm like kind of like wearing it around not wearing my like six conductor medal and like my actual finisher medal i'm like hey i'm a super volunteer i did not expect that they told me that it's like a unicorn it doesn't come out like very often that's really cool yeah so that kind of like helped me mentally because my body was hurting my body's still sore now like i've been like trying to like take it easy and do self-care i see my chiropractor but also like i came back and there was miscommunication with my ex so i didn't see my daughter until like tuesday and that kind of like you know i don't see my daughter because i'm traveling so she's nine she's almost nine her birthday's coming up that's why i'm not doing northwest pastors her birthday is on the 15th which that's exactly where northwest passage is and right so um so like i felt like i don't know it just kind of like hit me hard i missed her so much and then she had plans with her friends who were traveling for the summer so i didn't want to take her away from that right so yeah so my personal life is definitely affected and also people kind of talked me into signing up for tahoe for next week and i had mentioned to my best friend um in town to like hey make plans i'm not doing tahoe and he actually made plans for us and he completely forgot about it so and he didn't say anything until i'm like I told him, hey, so I had to sign up for Tahoe. I told him, and I forgot that he actually made plans for us. Like, we were going to go running and then supping, and then we were going to go, like, see, like, the chicks. They used to be called the Dixie Chicks. They're not, no longer. Anyways, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. uh, wow. Uh, and then he's like, so next time, don't tell me to make plans if you're going to go and, and go to a race. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like... And and to me, it took a while for me to hit, for it to hit, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm exhausted. I am tired. That's why I usually make a point of not making any plans while I'm driving, traveling, or out of my element, because, you know, I don't think about all of that stuff, all the things that comes around. Like, okay, make a decision to go somewhere. Um, so yeah, I feel like you know, I wasn't being a good friend when I did that. So I just like had to like, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> How but, about professionally? Oh yeah, my work, I go there, I'm like a zombie and I'm not even like talking to anybody. Everybody's kind of like just totally avoiding me, even though like everybody, like they used to like to come and it's like, Hey, how about your races? How was your races? And like, and like now I'm like, I just like stare at them. I'm like, it was fine. Like they're waiting for stories and I'm like, I just need to like kind of recover. And it's a Monday. Like I, I come back Sunday, I'm still not recovered. I go to work Monday. I'm like, I just need to get my work done and leave. And that's not nice. I'm like a nice person. I don't like to not be nice, but I'm tired and like exhausted. <laughs> when you have those back-to-back -back week ones too, where you have, you get back on Sunday and you know you have to 
pack and leave on a Thursday. That's not that many days. Nope. That is not. And then there's not enough time to like, so, but I learned as soon as they come home, cause I don't like the smell of laundry being like cooked up in like Ziploc bags. So I just throw in the laundry, wash it. So that's done. Um, and then the things that don't need to come out of the bag, they don't come out of the bag. <laughs> they stay there. I clean, wash, and like re-bag. So I usually separate my r- running outfits into three bags. So like one, like two, like three. And some of the immortals, they or like actual like you know people who do a, a lot of relay races, they have the bags that are already pre-marked. This is like one, like two, like three. So that's nice. I, I don't have that, but I have like. Um, just the bags that you know you compress to put in the, to sure to you know pack your luggage nice nicely and neatly so i use that and it's just right like leg on like two so yeah well you got 15 set up are you going to commit to any more no i'm i'm actually like really out of vacation time out of you know is it possible you may back out of one or two of the extras I'm, uh, I'm hoping not because I'm already paid everything. I've already paid for everything, and um, oh my god, you're jumping on teams that don't have free entries. That, so the Tahoe was a free entry. That's why okay. I jumped on it. It was it was free glamping too. Nice. And you know I'm only like fly. I'm flying. What team is that? Anybody we know? Yeah. So actually, they're uh, some of them are from MRTT, and some of them are like drinkers and foodies. Nice. And actually, the person that posted, I did not know that person. And she, when she was like advertising her spot, and I said, "Hey, I'll take it." So some people I know, they're like, "Oh, hey, this is our team," and I'm like, "Oh, Anne, I know you. <laughs> I run with you." Nice. So yeah, so I know the team that I'm gonna be going to Tahoe with. So. Uh huh. Okay. Well, good. What else? What any any other moving parts of uh, Michigan you want to talk about? Um. Well, so driving back. I thought that I was going to like stay at my friend's house, uh, stay the night and then just go. But it was just like, I was so tired. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to just get home. I like, I still have a whole Yeah. Um, so, and, and you know, the one thing about like Michigan is like, oh, that I didn't mention, like you need to get like, you know, tech repellent or like, you know, bug spray. If you're usually abandoned that, just do it. Cause like I found a take on my back. Like it was still like making its way. So I just caught it. I'm like, Oh my God, that's a take. It's crazy. And the dirt there, it's like, you feel like you've been living outdoors for a long, long time. Cause like, you know, the dirt was around my cuticles, like my hands. It doesn't matter if I wash my hands, it still looks dirty. It was yeah. just like, so I went to like, uh, Mark's house, like he was my captain, Mark Yost. I don't know if you've met him. Uh, I don't think he did Immortal. He's from Michigan. So we, I went to his house, took a shower. I'm like, okay, I'm going to nap. I could not nap. I was like ready to go. I got in the car. Like an hour and a half later, I stopped for coffee and I just booked it for six hours. And I just, I stopped in Pennsylvania to see my son. But as I was, I was exhausted. It was just, I'm like, I didn't know if I was going to make it. And then I was driving because in Pennsylvania, there's a lot of mountains. I'm like, where am I going to pull over and sleep? So I was just like, kept calling myself like, hey, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. So anyways. Wow. <laughs> wow, what a journey. The, the drive back, I remember for me, that one section <clears throat> of like the North, North Ohio Turnpike, it's just straight and boring. 
and just grinds. And oh, grinds. there were traffic. There were traffic. There were closings. So oh, really? we're going through like some like areas where like just going slow. Oh, bummer. Yeah, but you know, I was able to put it on cruise control for like two straight hours. Oh, nice. And just kind of like, oh, this yeah. is fun. Um, well, cool. So what's the next one? Tahoe, and then after that, what's next? Uh, West Virginia. And Tahoe is trail. Tahoe's trail and West Virginia's trail. Yep. That Tahoe's cool. That's one I didn't get around to doing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the views. They say like, you know, it's going to be a beautiful views. And I see the pictures and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to see it in real life. If my board of directors team comes together, which is kind of on and kind of off. And for people who don't know, the board of directors are people who are not racing at Ragnar. We're just going <laughs> to cheer people on and have the camping experience without the headache of running three laps. That's awesome. Right? Um, it's starting to come together with some injured people and volunteers, that kind of thing. That's how the ba we're banding together. Nice. Um, maybe if I have enough manpower, we'll do the podcast at, um, West Virginia. Oh, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be neat. Um, but again, it has to, re has to come down to the resources of, <laughs> I can only imagine podcasting on course, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, because we're going to set up our camp right on course. Yeah, and then yeah. We'll just have a, we'll just have a running podcast talking <laughs> about awesome. what are we doing? What are we seeing? Nice. Um, but that'll be awesome. That'll be very fun. That's good. <laughs> okay. So anything else you want to cover? Um, no, but I, I don't know. I think Michigan, even though it was hot, it was beautiful. I enjoyed, you know, Kind of like the scenery there. Like when you're up in the mountains, it's not like a lot of clearing, but some of it uh, actually driving through Michigan was beautiful too. Um, I enjoyed it. Didn't you? Didn't you just do a um, a social, a, a Ragnar social also? Oh yeah, actually we did a Ragnar real life event for ambassadors. That what, was what's, what's Ragnar real life? So it's like events that is are like you know done by um, ambassadors, and oh. so like it depends on where you are and an ambassador, and where you usually run. You kind of like um, do it with like a running store or a restaurant or a venue, and you just like set up a Ragnar like canopy and then a, a booth, and you talk to people about like the upcoming Ragnars and what is a Ragnar, kind of spreading the word. So I did that with like Donahue and Greg Russell. Um, so they're ambassadors from the same area. We did it together um, to kind of promote Ragnar. A lot of people didn't know what a Ragnar is. We give away shirts. And it's really kind of, cool. Yeah. It was really exciting. Was there a run involved? Yeah. So there was like a four-miler that kind of we marked it down, um, marked, the marked the course down, and then somebody was just at the booth waiting, talking to people and stuff. And then a lot of people showed up to run. Um, we had like about 50 people. Kind of As total. an ambassador, are you required to do those sort of things, like to set one up or anything like that? Um, yeah, you're supposed to kind of do like once a month, something like that, and then just to get like points. Um, and then you have to be socially active to like kind of promote Ragnar, talk about it, like, you know, word of mouth kind of thing. So I feel like you're doing that. Yeah. You're on a podcast. So <laughs> yeah. There's a whole podcast series dedicated to it. Yes. So I think that kind of counts as well. So um, What would you say is your favorite piece of the Michigan Ragnar very very the favorite best part um I I'm not I don't really have like a favorite part my favorite part was like I volunteered for six hours <laughs> and I was just like part of like 
the same operation but from a different side and it was like i was glad that i had the opportunity to actually help out and learn a little bit more about it and it was funny because like i started at metals and then there were two volunteers that have never done metals before i did metals in uh, florida so i'm like oh this is how you do it and this is how you do that and then i'm like and i started like i was explaining to people how to do i'm like oh i know how to do that it's like i don't know it just feels like that's fun sure awesome to be part of like something you love like ragnar is a happy place right it's like happy place i go and i disconnect and like everything that's going on in my personal life i leave it in my house and then when i go there i just enjoy I my that. time and like live the moment kind of meet new people and like see like my friends and all that i enjoy that so that's i think my favorite part <laughs> that's great i was i was fishing for the food trucks oh yeah i'm sorry i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> the food trucks actually they had like really good options they were so good so they had uh the first night on thursday night they had like i think some asian uh, uh fusion type food and there was a lot of it like the portion was so big that i had it two days in a row it's the same place <laughs> and then they had the pizza all weekend and the pizza you can actually order online and go pick it up from the truck which is cool um they had and, a breakfast pizza too, right? And they had a pre- breakfast pizza, yes. Right. Uh, I did not try the breakfast pizza, but, the people, but people said it was good. Um, and they had like a pulled pork, like kind of a mom and pop shop, like people that set up. Um, so the food was really good. The food options was really good. Um, yeah, if you haven't done a Ragnar and you've been listening to these podcasts, there's an entire village set up with kind of like vendors or things that you would think would go along with running. Like it used to be Solomon, mm. it used to be Reebok. There used to be new, I think maybe New Balance. I'm not really sure, but there's a whole, over the years, been a whole series of large sponsors that yeah. set up um, things to try out their gear or buy some gear. Like Nathan's almost always there. And Ufos for like Yeah, the Ufos. So they're new the yeah. last two years, yeah. Um, and there's typically, you can't rely on it, but typically decent food trucks show up. Yeah. And I feel like the year that we had it, the only food truck we had was the pizza. Oh. I think Pulled Park showed up. But the line was extraordinary to get mm. food. And um, I remember, I just I just realized that Grayling, Michigan is not necessarily super close to anywhere that would have a lot of food trucks to try to coordinate with. Yeah. Because it's like two hours from big cities. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Anything else we want to cover before we wrap up? Um, No, not that. It was fun. Come out, try Michigan Trail. It's awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, with all the challenges, you know, that's the nice thing about Ragnar. You never like, you always have a challenge no matter what. <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. All right, cool, Sarah. Thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that, Kevin. Great job. Mm-hmm. What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. Have you heard of Bracken's painting? I started Bracken's painting back in 2011. We do both residential and commercial painting. We have contractors licenses in West Virginia and Virginia, and we carry all the necessary insurances like workers' comp, general liability. Uh, We operate a small staff that focuses on meeting the homeowner's needs and project manager's timeline expectations. Uh, We we try to have exceptional attention to detail. 
If you're interested in doing any sort of commercial or residential painting, please contact Brackens Painting. More information can be found at www.brackenspainting.com.